Blessings and greetings in the name of the Lord. Hi, I'm Pastor Mary Kearney of Off the Grid Christian Ministries and welcome. Tonight we're going to be going over chapters 13 through 16 in Kings 1 using the New International Version. As we start off with chapter 13, it introduces us to a prophetic story involving two characters, a man of God from Judah and Jerom, the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. The man of God is sent by the Lord to deliver a message to Jerom, who is leading the people of Israel into idolatry and sin. The prophet delivers a powerful prophecy foretelling the downfall of the altar at Bethlehem and the death of Jerom's descendants. After delivering the message, the prophet is instructed by God not to eat or drink anything in the land and return home using a different route. We see the man of God's steadfastness is carrying out God's instruction, refusing the king's invitation to dine and returning through an alternative route. However, an older prophet from Bethlehem deceives him, claiming that an angel has instructed him to bring the man of God back to his house for a meal. Despite God's earlier command, the man of God listens to the false prophet and eats with him. As a consequence of this disobedience, the man of God receives a severe rebuke from the older prophet, who reveals that the man of God will die and not be buried in the tomb of his fathers. Tragically, the prophecy is fulfilled and the man of God is killed by a lion on his journey home. As we move forward into chapter 14, it describes a series of events concerning Jerome and his family. Jerome's son becomes seriously ill, uh -uh. so the king sends his wife in disguise to the prophet Elijah to inquire about their son's fate. However, God reveals the true identity of the woman to the prophet, who delivers a harsh message to her. Elijah predicts the death of Jerome's son and the dire fate awaiting in Jerome's dynasty due to their idolatrous practices and disobedience to God's commandments. The focus is shifts in chapter 15 to the southern kingdom of Judah. Abjah and Asha, successful kings of Judah, reign during this period. Asham reign is marked by conflict and war with the northern kingdom of Israel. Despite his failures, Abjah's son, Asha, ascends to the throne and is commended for his commitment to God. Asa removes idols and foreign altars from the land and seeks the Lord's favor. His reign is largely peaceful and prosperous. As we move into 16, the rise and fall of several kings in the northern kingdom of Israel, and it highlights the political instability and sinful behavior of various rulers. It begins with the reign of Basha, who assassinates Jabron's descendants and establishes himself as king. However, his reign follows a pattern of idolatry and disobedience to God's commands. Following Basha's death, his son Elah briefly rules, but is assassinated by Zimri, one of his officials. Zimri commits suicide by setting the palace on fire, leading to the rise of Amari as the next king. Amari became king, known for his military conquest, establishment of a new capital city, Samaria. However, his reign continues the pattern of wickedness and idolatry set by previous kings, earning God's disapproval. As we go through these chapters tonight from 13 to 16, I want you to open your heart and your mind and listen and take in the punishment and the consequences of disobedience to God's word. We are to follow God's law that rules over everything and anything in your life. My prayer for you all is as you hear my voice, you hear the words of our speakers tonight that you take in with that Holy Spirit the words that God has given us as the living word to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome. Amen. Now, as you see, we're going to be doing chapters 13 through 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My mind again, Lord. 
Thank yes. You. To stay in that spirit, that gratefulness. Yes. Lord. Heavenly Father, let us pray by your end. Heavenly Father, thank you for the lives that you have given us. Thank you for letting us be able to even know who you are and to bring you into our spirit and our being our place. May everyone that hears my voice really reach out and yearn for you, Lord, like nothing else in this world means more because nothing else does mean more, Lord. That I am grateful for you and all that you have blessed me with. And may everyone that hears my voice be grateful for whatever your circumstance may be. Be grateful for what joy, happiness, peace, love, understanding that you have. And that grateful that you have a situation that you're going to come through, come out of. Yes. Name, amen. 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 By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel. As Jerome was standing by the altar to make an offering, by the word of the Lord, he cried out against the altar. Altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah was born to the house of David. On you, he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who will make offerings here, and human bones will be burned on you. The same day, the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes, it will be poured out. When the king Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, seize him. But the hand has the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so they could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God by the word of the Lord. Then the king said to the man of God, intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand will be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord and the king's hand was restored Ooh. and became as it was before. The king said to the man of God, come home with me for a meal and I will give you a gift. Now, there's a lot happening in this text because this man that seems like he has prophecy mm -hmm. is actually a distraction. Right. He's being deceptive. So you have to be careful on places you go, people you get information from, people you eat from. All these things matter. Right. But the man of God answered the king, even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had came to Bethel. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel, whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king. Their father asked him, which way did he go? And his sons showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back, go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread and drink water there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I am, I too am a prophet, as you are. An angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. 
but he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defiled the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. As he went on his way, a lion met with him on the road and killed him. And his body was left lying on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Some people who passed by saw the body lying there with the lions standing beside the body, and they went and reported in the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who defiled the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him, as the word of the Lord had warned him. The prophet said to his son, Saddle the donkey for me, and they did. Then he went out and found the body lying on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. The lion had neither eaten the body nor mauled the donkey. So the prophet picked the body of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, and brought it back Brought it back to his own city to mourn for him and bury him. Then he laid the body in his own tomb, and they mourned over him and said, Alas, my brother. After burying him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. In my bones beside his bones, for the message he declared by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the shrines on the high places in the towns of Samaria will certainly come true. Even after this, Jeroboam did not change his evil ways, once more appointed priests for the high places from all sorts of people. Anyone who wanted to become a priest, he consecrated for the high places. This was the sin of the house of Jeroboam that led to his downfall and to his destruction from the face of the earth. At that time, Algebra, son of Jeroboam, became ill, and Jeroboam said to his wife, Go disguise yourself, so you won't be recognized as the wife of Jeroboam. Then go to Shiloh. Asher the prophet is there, the one who told me I would be king over these people. Take 10 loaves of bread with some cakes and a jar of honey and go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. So Jeroboam's wife did what he said and went to Asher's house in Shiloh. Now Asher could not see. His sight was gone before because of his age. But the Lord had told Asher, Jeroboam's wife is coming to ask you about her son, for he is ill. And you are to give her such and such an answer. When she arrives, she will pretend to be someone else. So when Elijah heard of the sound of her footsteps at the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jerome. Why this pretense? I have been sent to you with bad news. Go tell Jerubim, that is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I have raised you up from among the people and have appointed your ruler over my people, Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commands and followed with me all his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes. You have done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal 
You have aroused my anger and, toward, and turned your back on me. Because of this, I'm going to bring disaster on the house of Jerusalem. I will cut off from Jerusalem every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will burn up the house of Jerusalem as one burns dung until it is all gone. Dogs will eat those belongings to Jerusalem who will die in the city, and the birds will feed on those who die in the country. The Lord has spoken. Well, Lord. Because he's up to wickedness. Mm-hmm. As for you, go back home. When you set foot in your city, the boy will die. All Israel will mourn for him and bury him. He is the only one belonging to Jeroboam who will be buried, because he is the only one in the house of Jeroboam whom the, in whom the Lord, the God of Israel, has found anything good. The Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel who will cut off the family of Jeroboam. Even now, this is the beginning to happen, and the Lord will strike Israel so that it will be like a, free, a reed swaying in the water. He will uproot Israel from this good land that he gave to their ancestors and scatter them beyond the Euphrates River because they aroused the Lord's anger by making Asherah poles. And he will give Israel up because of the sins Jeroboam has committed and has caused Israel to commit. Then Jeroboam's wife got up and left and went to Tarzah. As soon as she stepped over the threshold of the house, the boy died. They buried him and all Israel mourned for him, as the Lord had said through his servant, the prophet Elijah. The other events of Jeroboam's reign, his war, and how he ruled are written in the book of the animals of the kings of Israel. He reigned for 22 years and then rested with his ancestors. And Nadab, his son, succeeded him as king. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned seven, 17 years in Jerusalem, the city of the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel in which he put his name. His mother named was Nama. She was an Ammonite. Judah did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but the sins they committed, they stirred up, stirred up his jealousy, anger, <clears throat> excuse me, more than those who were before, before them had done. They also set up themselves high places, scared stones, asharah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. There were even male shrine prostitutes in the land. The people engaged in all, all the detestable practices of the nation and the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. They're just having them a good old time. I about to say they was that's exactly mm -hmm. the word out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. In the fifth year of King Roboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including all the gold shields Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards bore the shields and afterwards they returned them to the guard room. As for the other events of Rehoboam's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? There were continual warfare between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. His mother's name was Nama. She was an Ammonite. And Abijah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abba became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother's name was Machai, daughter of oh, Ashalom. He committed all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his forefather had been. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up his son to succeed him and by making Jerusalem strong. But David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commands all the days of his life, except in the case of Bura the Hittite. There was war between Absha 
and Jeroboam throughout Abshah's lifetime. As for the other events of Abshah's reign and all he did, are there not written in the book of the annuals of the kings of Judah? There was war between Abshah and Jeroboam, and Asha rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. And Asha, his son, succeeded him as king. In the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asha became king of Judah, and he, he reigned in Jerusalem 41 years. His grandmother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishlam. Asha did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as his father David had done. He expelled the male shrine prostitutes from the land and got rid of all the idols his ancestors had made. He even deposed his grandmother, Makkah, from her position as queen mother because she had made a repulsive image for the worship of Asharah. Asha cut it down and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although he did not remove high places, Asha's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. Mm -hmm. He brought into the temple of the Lord the silver and gold and the articles that the end of his fathers had dedicated. There was between Asha and Basha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asha, king of Judah. Asa then took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace. He entrusted it to his officials and sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabermont, the son of Hezion, the king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you a gift of silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. He conquered Ejon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Makkah, and Alakanareth, in addition to Naphtali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and withdrew to Tirzah. Then King Asa issued an order to all Judah. No one was exempt. And they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Basha had been using there. With them, King Asa built up Giba and Benjamin and also Mizpah. As for all the other events of Asa's reign, all his achievements, all he did and the cities he built, are they not written in the books of the annals of the kings of Judah? In his old age, however, his feet became diseased. Then Asa rested with his ancestors and he was buried with them in the city of his father David. And Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the ways of his father and committing the same sin his father had cursed Israel to commit. Basha, son of Aja, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against him, and he struck him down at Gibbeton and Philistine town while Nadab and all Israel were besieging it. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of Asa, king of Judah and succeeded him as king. As soon as he began to reign, he killed Jeroboam's whole family. He did not leave Jeroboam anyone that breathed, but destroyed them all. According to the word of the Lord given through his servant Asha, the Shadonite, this happened because of the sins Jeroboam had committed and had caused Israel to commit. And because he aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. They were just murdering and carrying on. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of destruction and confusion when you get out of order. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. As for the other events of Nabda's reign, all he did, are there not written in the book of the annals? of the king of Israel. There were war between Asha and, and Basha king, Israel throughout their reign. In the third year of Asha king Judah, Basha son of Elijah became king of all Israel in Tarzah, and he reigned 24 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the ways of Jeroboam and committing the same sin Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. 
Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu son of Hanani concerning Basha. I lifted you up from the dust and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. But you followed the ways of Jeroboam and caused my people Israel to sin and to arouse my anger by their sins. So I am about to wipe out Basha and his house, and I will make your house like that of Jeroboam son of Nebat. Dogs will eat those belonging to Basha who die in the city, and birds will feed on those who die in the country. As for the other events of Basha's reign, what he did and his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Basha rested with his ancestors and was buried in Tirzah, and Elah his son succeeded him as king. Moreover, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani, to Basha in his house, because of all the evil he had done in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger by the things he did, becoming like the house of Jeroboam, and also because he destroyed it. You keep repeating the same process over mm -hmm. and over again. Stop doing it. Yeah. In the 26th year of Asha, king of Judah, Eli, son of Basha, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Terzah two years. Zimri, one of the, his officials who had commanded of half his chariots, plotted against him. Elah was in Terzah at the time, getting drunk in the home of Arza. The palace administrator at Terzah, Zamra, came in, struck him down, and killed him in the 27 years of Asha, king of Judah. Then he succeeded him as king. As soon as he began to reign and was seated on the throne, he killed off Basha's whole family. He did not spare a single male, whether relative or friend. So Zimri destroyed the whole family of Basha in accordance with the word of the Lord spoken against Basha through the prophet Jehu because of all the sins Basha and his son Elah had committed and had caused Israel to commit so that they aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by their worthless idols. As for the other events of Elah reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of annuals of the king of Israel? They were significant enough. They're doing too much. Mm-hmm. In the 27th year of Asha, king of Judah, Zimri, was reigned, reigned in Tazar seven days. The army was encamped near Gidathon, a Philistine town. When the Israelites in the camp heard that Zamar had plotted against the king and murdered him, they proclaimed Amari, the commander of the army, king over Israel that very day there in the camp. Then Amari and all the Israelites were with him were drawn from Gidathon and laid siege to Tizon. When Zimri saw the city was taken, he went into the saddle of the royal palace and set the palace on fire around him. So he died because of the sins he had committed, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord and following the ways of Jerome and committing the same sin Jerome had caused Israel to commit. As the other events of Zimri reign and the rebellion he carried out, are they not written in the book of the annals of king of Israel? Then the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half supported Tibni, son of Ginnath, for king, and the other half supported Omri. But Omri's followers proved stronger than those of Tibni, son of Ginnath. So Tibni died and Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa, king of Judah, Omri became king of Israel, and he reigned 12 years, six of them in Tirzah. He brought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver and built a city on the hill, calling it Samaria after Shemer, the name of the former owner of the hill. But Omri did evil in the eyes of the Lord and sinned more than all those before him. He followed completely the ways of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, committing the same sin Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit, so that they aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by their worthless idols. As for the other events of Omri's reign, what he did and the things he achieved, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Omri rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab, his son, succeeded him as king. In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Habib, son of Omri, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria 
over Israel 22 years. Ahab, son of Amri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of the those before him. He not only considered it trivial to commit the sins of Jabron, son of Nebet, but he also married Jezebel, daughter of Ethabal, king of the Sidonians, and began to serve Baal and worship him. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal. Then he built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Asherah pole and did more to arouse the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than did all the kings of Israel before him. In Abib's time, Heo of Bethel rebuilt Jericho. He laid its foundation at the course of his firstborn son, Abram. And he set up its gates at the course of his youngest son, Sagub, in accordance with the word of the Lord spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. In right there, that's the end of 16, 13 through 16. And what I'm going to say is you see that the number one thing that you would want from a person is loyalty. Mm -hmm. which every last one of these kings that God had appointed lacked. Because that's why all of this nonsense was going on, because they had no loyalty and faithfulness in the Lord. They wanted to right. do what they wanted to do, and they fell in love with the luster of what the world had to offer instead of being loyal to the Lord, like he said to be, and mm -hmm. not be disobedient. That's why they was killing each other and mauling each other. And this is family. See, they say mm -hmm. this one took over that one. These, we're talking about fathers and sons and brothers killing each other to get to get to the throne. Right. Hmm. Wow. All right now. Mm-mm. Talk about that name, Jesus. You better call him. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Young people, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. But we can't forget where we come from. So if you don't mind, let's have a little church right now. Something about that name. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Let us pray. Lord, it's the power in that name. Yes, sir. Father, thank you for this word tonight. Thank you for always reminding us about what disobedience and lack of loyalty will do mm. in mm. the whole kingdom. It will destroy mm. it. It will tear it apart. It will fester and eat everything alive and it will burn everything down to the ground like you have done, Lord. Yes. Loyalty is everything in this world. Mm. Without mm. it, you don't want to deal with anyone that doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. Lord, watch over us as we walk through this world and that we are surrounded by people that know that loyalty leads to the love. Yes, Lord. That gives the strength for us to ca carry through the mission that you have, your purpose, Lord, that we live in that light. Yes. Be healed with any ailments that we have and any troubles we have in our mind. May we be at peace, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. Amen.